everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Taglier. Tags, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. It's a beautiful morning here in Chicago and um, looking forward to a, a really fun episode, one that I've been looking forward to. Definitely. I'm looking forward to getting outside because it is a nice day. But first, we're doing this episode and what we're doing is a live draft on draft.com. Uh, they've, they've got weekly DFS leagues where you draft, like do a live draft, like a snake draft, like the ones you do at the start of your season long leagues. You can do those every single week. In fact, you can do them for baseball right now every night. I play in them almost every day. And if you join on draft.com, uh, you're going to get notifications when one of us starts a draft. Yeah, so obviously Bobby and I are going to uh, be doing some more drafts as we approach the season, as depth charts start to fill out with training camps uh, starting up. So uh, when you do fall again, when you follow us through the link that we have on the site, it automatically follows Bobby and myself. So you'll be notified whenever we start a draft. I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, I didn't have my hand on the on the button quick enough. Could you start another one?" And sometimes I'll do that. Uh, sometimes it'll be fast drafts. Sometimes it'll be slow ones. It just kind of whatever we have time for. So uh, hope, hopefully we see you guys in some lobbies. Draft.com is so much fun. It's like it's a super sleek website. I love using the app as well. And today what we're doing is a best ball draft and they do best ball better than anybody. It is amazing what you do in best ball. You draft 18 players and we're going to be in a 12 team league today and it takes your best lineup every single week. There's no waiver wires, no trades. You don't set your lineup. You just draft, set it and forget it. That's it. The whole season just goes by. And so there's a lot of strategy built in, right? It's not like standard leagues where, you know, you just want the streaming defense or or whatever. What we're doing here is we're going for upside guys and you have to worry about injuries, bye weeks, all kinds of things, right, Tags? Yeah, no, it's it's really nice. It, you basically take the best part of fantasy football because, I mean, everybody tells me the best part of fantasy is, is drafting your team and seeing who you landed. Uh, so with, with best ball, you get to do the funnest part and then... You, you don't get to do the pain in the butt part. You don't have to no pay, maintenance. You no, yeah, you yeah. don't have to do any waivers. You don't have to do any trades, nothing. Your team just is what it is. You draft the team. Uh, you draft it a little bit differently, and we'll talk about that through the draft. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a blast. And I love best ball drafts. I've, I think I've participated in over 50 at this point in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was going to say is you can do like 50 plus. You can do 100 plus because you don't have to maintain them during the season. Uh, it's just however many you want to do, however many you have time for. I like to do one over lunch break. I just sit there. I get a, I eat my lunch and I do a best ball draft as lunch is going on. And then I go right back to work. Yep. Yep. No, it's nice because they have the two different timers. They have the 30 second timers and then they have the eight hour ones. Uh, the eight hour ones are slower drafts because, you know, people have jobs and they can't just sit down to do a draft all the time. So uh, a lot of people do pick quicker than that eight hours, but that's the time limit that you have. It just gives you plenty of time uh, to make your pick. So you're all going to see what these drafts look like. In fact, we're going to be doing this on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash fantasy pros. We have a new channel. Our new video editor is awesome, and he's uh, going to be cranking these out. Tags and I are actually going to be on video. I'm not sure when this one will come out, but you'll get to see what we look like, uh, what it looks like when Dirty Randy or somebody snipes us, Vanilla Wilt snap, snipes us on the draft. <laughs> and we're going to be drafting against the listeners today, so it's going to be probably difficult because they know who we like. Deshaun Watson's probably going to fall to like the ninth round, and <laughs> all our guys, Geronimo Allison's probably going to go in the 10th or 11th round. <laughs> it's going to be fun, though. I'm looking forward to it. And if you like uh, best ball leagues, if you want to try draft.com and you're going to after this episode, because it is just, it is so much fun. Yeah. You go to fantasypros.com slash offer. We have a really cool deal for you. You get premium for free, a free six month hall of fame subscription. That's our highest premium content, a $65 value. All you have to do deposit $10 to draft.com. And you can win cash prizes with that, so it's pretty much a uh, a no-brainer. You get access to all our premium features, tools, content, 
every single thing with the Hall of Fame subscription. So it's a, like I said, it's a no-brainer. FantasyPros.com slash offer. $65 value. Yeah, Bobby, and last year for the premium users, and I'm, I mean, I, I can't say for certain, but I'm pretty sure that we're doing it again this year, uh, that we are, I did a live chat Sunday mornings for our premium users, so if you're a premium user, and it, we're basically giving you a free upgrade just to try best ball, like, because the $10 you deposit, you're going to use it towards a league, and I mean, Obviously, you have a chance to win a lot more than that $10 back. But uh, so the Hall of Fame thing, we have access to all of our DFS tools, access to Sunday morning chats with myself. So I definitely hope to see you guys in those chats. Hopefully you guys get a chance to to play some of these best ball leagues. All right, man, we're going to do the draft here in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about some of this news. Obviously, the biggest one is that Julio Jones is not reporting for training camp. Tags, does this scare you at all? Should I move him down? I've got him seventh on my big board right now. I, I just don't know how far he's willing to take it because the Falcons have said that they said we are not giving him a contract extension right now. We're not doing anything with his contract or reworking his contract is what they said. Yeah. Um, and he's saying he's comfortable holding out the entire time. So Julio Jones, you know, this this offseason, they said he's been a model teammate this entire time. And now it's like push comes to shove. It's like you have your the, one of the best players in the NFL telling you he wants to rework his contract. You tell him it's not happening, that we have other players as a priority. You need to get Julio Jones in the field. No. I'm not. He's going to be. He's a, one of the best wide receivers of all time. Yes, it, it, that's the thing. Is so looking at his contract and what he's actually do. He's he is underpaid. I mean, is that his fault for the way that they structure his contract? I guess. Um, but at the same time, that's the that's the whole thing with the guaranteed non guaranteed contracts with NFL teams. The 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 risk that they take by signing a player to a long term deal that they're going to want to rework it. You had to know that was going to happen. Uh, so. I'm a little concerned. I don't know if I'm moving Julio Jones down because obviously he's got rapport with Matt Ryan. He's played in the offense already. So I don't think he yeah. needs to be there for camp. A lot of veterans just kind of take it off anyways. They don't really do much through camp. So, um, I mean, we know Julio Jones is in phenomenal shape. So I'm not too worried about him. I just, I really think it would be hurting the NFL by him not reporting or, or playing with the team this year. And I just don't know how that all plays out. All right, Tag. So the word is that Antonio Gates is a big time target for the Chargers. Obviously, we assume this, but it seemed like Antonio Gates probably wasn't going to come out of retirement. Now it's seeming like he is. Should we be drafting him in these best ball drafts? <sighs> um, I mean, because if he starts, he's going to get five touchdowns, right? You think so? Why not? And Hunter Henry's not there. He's got no competition. He'll be on the field all the time. I don't I don't know if I buy the whole thing that the, they really want Antonio Gates because if they really wanted him, they could have had him because like he's he's sitting out there. Nobody's offered him a contract. Otherwise, he'd have been playing already because um, no, he said he only wanted to play for the Chargers or retire. That wasn't true before uh, he hit free agency. So okay. before he hit free agency, Antonio Gates says that he, he wasn't done playing. He didn't say anything about who he wanted to play for. He just said, I'm not done. I want to keep playing. And then the Chargers released him. And now he's been sitting out there. And I think it's the thing to say is that. Uh, I only want to play for the Chargers because, yeah. I mean, it's stupid for him to go into a new offense now. So the Chargers make the most sense. But I'm not, I'm not going to automatically say that he deserves to to be um, like rostered in fantasy leagues because I, I mean, okay, he's pretty old, pretty old. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely pretty old, and he wasn't very good when he played. Now, granted, Hunter Henry stole his job because Hunter Henry could have been a superstar. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I agree. I'm not going to be drafting Antonio Gates. I just wanted to jump out ahead of that news because when it happens, everyone's going to say. Oh, well, maybe he's a top 15 tight end. No, nope, he's not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about here is, uh, you know, every single year, Drew Brees is the top five quarterback, right? Like 11 out of the past 12 years. Mm -hmm. um, every single year, he produces two quality fantasy football wide receivers. We've got Michael Thomas, and then nobody 
is being drafted for a long time. You've got Brandon Coleman, Ted Ginn. Right now they're saying Cam Meredith is the best bet for the number two job in New Orleans. Should we be drafting him a lot higher? Or are, you wor- are you worried about him coming back from the injury? Oh, man, that, it's really tough to say. Um, I, I actually think he, he potentially could be underdrafted because Ted Ginn is older, losing some of that speed as you get older. That's going to happen. Ted Ginn actually led the NFL in catch rate last year, which is a really weird stat um, <laughs> for someone that's a downfield receiver considering his depth of target and all that. Uh, wow, man. But Cameron Meredith is someone they, they sniped away from the Bears. Uh, the Bears like played it pretty poorly when it came to Cameron Meredith. Meredith is someone who could play in the slot. He could play on the perimeter and that, that gives them a lot of versatility because, you know, Michael Thomas is someone I think they need to work in the slot a little bit more. So if you have Meredith out there, he gives you some versatility as well. Maybe putting Ted Ginn out there and then, you know, having those two switch off. But, um, I don't know if I, if I see consistency with him. at the end of the year, you might see Meredith as a top 40 wide receiver. Sure. But week to week, I think it's going to be a little hard to predict with him. All right, man, I'm looking at the clock and we are getting really close to this draft. We've got time for one more thing. Stat of the day. What do you have for us, Tags? Yeah, so I've been working on a uh, some projects uh, recently. The articles have been going up on the site. And uh, the one of the projects is uh, basically where... So not every touch is worth the same. A carry inside the five-yard line is worth X amount of points. A carry inside the 10 is worth X. In between the 20s, same goes for targets, right? I went through every wide receiver and running back and looked at all their touches, where they took place, how many points they should have scored, and and, and went through and uh, basically tallied this all up. And Carlos Hyde scored 42 less points than he should have in 2017. Wow. He should have been, instead of the number 11 running back, he should have finished as the number 7 running back in front of LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jordan Howard. But instead, he was way down there. And you know what's funny? The, the guy that's right in front of him on this list, like, so he, he, he did 42 points. He was short. The clo- next closest was Isaiah Crowell at 29.4 points short. Wow. So, you know, when you're in a conversation with someone like Isaiah Crowell, it's, it's really not a good thing. Um, did you do it by percentages as well? Because Crowell got a lot less touches than Hyde. So per touch, I think Crowell was the worst running back. Well, per touch, so Crowell had 248 touches. Carlos Hyde had 328. So I, okay, I haven't done so the yeah, math no. on that one, but it would probably be pretty close, to be honest with yeah. you. But it just tells you how bad Carlos Hyde really was last year. And uh, on the top of that list, Alvin Kamara scored 86.3 more fantasy points than he should have. What? 86.3. Like, it, I can't make this stuff up. That's insane, man. It's it's quite ridiculous. So, like, how much do you expect regression? Because obviously, if you're a better player, you're going to score more points. Mm-hmm. Do you just cut it in half? Well, I mean, he only had 220 touches. I think we anticipate that going up. I don't think it's going to reach 300 or anything like that. But I think we can go to, like, a 250 mark. Um, but I would absolutely expect regression. There were only two running backs that scored over 47 points over expected. So to see 86 is like beyond uh, what it should have been. So that's nuts. man. I mean, he's a high end talent. He plays in a great offense. So I could see that number coming down to the forties. Um, so again, 40 fewer fantasy points last year for him would have dropped him from the number four fantasy running back down to the number seven. So yeah, I mean, which is where I have him. Exactly. That's the thing. But I think there's gonna be some more touches even with the regression. So I think it should probably even itself out, but I think right around the six or seven running back is where he should be going. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know what this stat tells me more than anything is not that Carlos Hyde's horrible. It's that Nick Chubb is going to get some opportunities. I mean, that they spent draft capital on him for a reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because they plan on running Carlos Hyde into the ground. Maybe it's because they're not sure if they have something with Hyde or if they think that, you know, Nick Hub, Nick Chubb may need to be the starter. And also on the flip side, 
this 49ers offense, even though they were bad, seems to be a really good scenario for, I mean, obviously it's Shanahan, right? A really good case for a running back to do well. And you've got Jarek McKinnon there. And they just came out, the beat reporters are saying, he looks like someone who could get 1,500 yards from scrimmage this year. Are you buying that, Tags? I'm not buying that because I think that they're going to yeah. realize he's not built to handle all the the carries that they want him to. Like Carlos, why Hyde, not though? He's a he's a pretty big dude. Carlos Hyde averaged 15 carries a, a game last year. I don't think Jarek McKinnon's getting there. Like he's at he's around 205 pounds. Like he's he's like right around Christian McCaffrey size. Like he's built a little differently than McCaffrey. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. shorter, a little bulkier. Uh, but I don't think he's built to handle 15 carries a game. Like I could see him right around that. You know, two, yeah, but he's five nine two sixteen. Right, that's a lot different than being. You know, six foot, right. two hundred and five. Oh no, for sure, and that's why I said he's a little bit bulkier. Um, but he's the strongest man in the world, I think. Have you seen him? <laughs> but it just goes to show, basically, Jarek McKinnon doesn't even need to be special to finish as a top twelve running back because I think Carlos Hyde proved that last year with the touches that he got, finishing with forty two fantasy points less than he should have on the same offense. Is there a reason that when you have a running back like uh, Jarek McKinnon, you don't do the whole pitch it to the running back, pass it? more because he was a college quarterback right why don't they do that more it seems to work more often than not it's finding the players that that can do it like Mohamed Sanu has done it a couple times um you know like the guys that can chuck it I, I mean it, it all comes down to well Jared McKinnon has a cannon for an arm I don't know if he's got a cannon I haven't seen it not a cannon but like compared to other running backs he can do it maybe maybe Kyle Shanahan will work some magic maybe he'll have a couple t- touchdown tosses this year Kyle Shanahan if you're <laughs> listening <laughs> Tell me if you're going to do this so I can draft Jarek McKinnon. How's that sound? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Tags. It's about that time, baby. Ready to send out the invites? Absolutely. All right, man. Before we do, I want to talk about one of the sponsors of today's show, Lisa Mattresses. And Tags and I both sleep on Lisa Mattresses. I'm telling you what, I wasn't really like a big nap guy until I got Lisa Mattresses. And then it's like every chance I get, no, I'm not going to go outside and like play disc golf or anything like that. I'm going to take a nap. Because it's like being on vacation. Sleeping on this bed, seriously. What, like when you go to a resort hotel, you know, Tags, how the beds are just amazing. Like that's the best part about it. Even better than being on the beach. Lisa mattresses are like that every single night, every single nap. I absolutely love it. And that's not all about them. A quality night's sleep, though, helps you recover from distractions faster, prevents burnouts, make better decisions, improve your memory, and overall make fewer mistakes. It's not marketing. It's just science. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30-plus years of experience, hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. That's more than 26,000 mattresses in counting, and Lisa also strives to leave the world a better place than they found it. That doesn't stop with mattress donations, though. Together with Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell. They're committed to planting 1 million trees by 2025. Don't miss these summer savings. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash fantasypros. That's L-E-E-S-A. All right, man. Looks like the draft is filling up. And oh, wow, it's already done. Okay, so what (laughs) pick do you have, Tex? All right. So I have the fifth pick, and I'm actually quite happy about this just because I, I don't want to pick in like the last three. I don't want 10 through 12. I just don't want it. I've got pick number seven, and typically I would be more than happy with this because it would mean I was getting Saquon Barkley. However, we're dealing with our listeners here, right? And uh, Mm -hmm. they know that Saquon Barkley belongs in the top six. So we'll see what happens here. I might have to make a really tough decision and go with Julio Jones at seventh over. I mean, that's who I have as my seventh overall player. Now, that's a reach. Uh, I might be able to get him in the second round if I don't take him then, but 
I'm sticking to my board here, man. So people might make fun of me. I don't know if Vanilla Wilt's in this podcast, but he'll probably make fun of me either way. Oh, <laughs> Dirty Randy got in again. I'm looking at the teams. We've got seven <laughs> seconds left. Dirty Randy. We got Rhino uh, CEF. Let's see. Chasing Andy. Okay. Um. Yeah, so we got one repeat from last time. Dirty Randy is back in, and that is, that's dangerous. Let's see where he's picking, though. <laughs> yeah, no, Todd Gurley went number one. That should be no surprise. Yeah. So these are going to be 30-second picks. Obviously, when you guys go on draft, uh, we have a free – we have a actually upgrade right now. If you go and sign up with draft for best ball leagues, uh, you sign up, make a $10 deposit. We give you a free Hall of Fame upgraded Fantasy Pros. Uh, it's like over a $60 value. So you go there, and uh, it's literally – deposit 10 bucks. You play some best ball, and it's awesome. So so, it is wonderful. I'm on the clock. I have a lot of Saquon Barkley. Um, this is tough because, man, you know what? I can't pass on him. I, I have too much too much Barkley already. But oh, geez, it's tough. Do I go Barkley or Camara? I'm gonna go Barkley here. Just Wait, you're not even considering Antonio Brown? You would take Camara before Brown? I would just because so in the five hole, my issue in the five hole is that I know on the way back, the running backs are going to be dried up and I don't want to be staring at someone like Devonta Freeman as my RB one. That's just that's that's kind of how I feel right now. So I was so super worried about someone taking Barkley and you're in front of me. I should have assumed it was just going to happen yep. at number five. Uh, Antonio Brown did get taken. So I had to scoop up Julio Jones with the seventh pick and his ADP is like what? 13, 14. So picking him seventh is probably going to raise some eyebrows, but he's my seventh best player on the board. I don't mind the pick whatsoever. I wish I would have had a different selection because then I could have probably got Julio Jones at the at the turn, maybe if I had 12. Uh, that's where Dirty Randy's picking, by the way. So let me go through the first round picks here. Gurley, Bell, Zeke, David Johnson. Um, same as any top four, really. Antonio Brown went six after tags, took Barkley at, seven, at five. I got Julio. Then we go Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Melvin Gordon at 10th overall. Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. So the running backs are flying off the board. Odell Beckham is still sitting there. Oh, he just got taken by Dirty Randy. Um, so let's see. I am right now eyeing Keenan Allen. That's who I would really like to take here at uh, pick 2-6. Tags, who are you hoping to get? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to doubt that Keenan Allen falls to you. Uh, he just, just went actually at 2-2. Two, two. Uh, uh, Tyler the Great. I want to say that Tyler the Great, his start to the draft, uh, getting Leonard Fournette at 111 and then Keenan Allen at 2-2, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a solid start, man. And I'm not telling you who I'm picking. I'm, I'm two picks after you. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to take who I take no matter what. Shenanigans. I don't, I'm not believing this. I know who you want, and I'm taking him if he's there, but he's going to be taken. It's A.J. Green. There's one pick until me. Ward Ryan just took Devonte Adams, so here we go. AJ Green and Julio Jones. That's the start to my draft. Wow, and Bobby. So Bobby's going to go with the whole uh, zero running back approach again. Didn't you do this last draft? I mean, you just go how it how it ends up. I don't remember who I got last draft, but I probably had the best team. So oh man, and I'm on I'm on deck <laughs> next, and Gronk just came off the board. So for me, it's coming down right now to Mike Evans or Christian McCaffrey, and you know. This is a tough spot to be, man. It really is. And the thing is, is like Ron Rivera recently came out and said that Christian McCaffrey, he could see him getting 200 carries. I mean, that's not like a a crazy number. Um, I just think that he provides stability when talking about running backs and like how they're going to dry up. So I'm going to go McCaffrey. If I was guaranteed to get someone like Joe Mixon next round, I would do that. But knowing our listeners, it's not going to happen. Like Joe Joe Mixon (laughs) is not going to fall to me at three, five. It's just not going to happen. Unless they're all my fans more than your fans. Then they'll like let Joe Mixon slip into the uh, late fourth. Well, yeah. I mean, if Mixon falls to me, I'll take three running backs to start my draft. 100%. I absolutely will. And so you guys know, draft is a half PPR format. So it's kind of like the in-between PPR and standard. So uh, when we talk about these players and where we take players, obviously, it's a good mix of the two. I want Stephon Diggs in the third round. And I know that would mean I don't have a running back, but I'm looking at the other running backs. McKinnon's going to be gone. 
Jordan Howard's going to be gone. I would take him. Darius Geis, I would maybe take there. But if Stephon Diggs is sitting on the board or Zach Ertz, I've, I've got to pull the trigger. Yeah, I know you're going to take Ertz if he's there. Obviously, Kelsey is still on the board right now. Jarek McKinnon just went at 211. Uh, so the running backs are flying off the board as as it's kind of like in every draft. And honestly, you don't you rarely see Jarek McKinnon stay on the board until the end of the second round anymore. I've been seeing him going mid-second now, which is just, it's crazy. I mean, I understand the want, but, but man, it, it's crazy. People are paying up for running backs. There goes Joe Mixon, by the way. Mike Evans is gone too. Yep. Um, so curious to see what you're going to do here. I'm okay if you take Diggs because I would actually rather have Jordan Howard if he falls. I know I haven't really been drafting Jordan Howard anywhere, but his ADP is 26. Right now, we're, uh, I'm going to be picking at, let's see, uh, pick 31 here. So if he falls, that'd be a good value needing a running back. And he was just taken. <laughs> uh, Jordan Howard. everything I said. Yeah. No, I mean, Jordan Howard was was a good deal there. Uh, Matt uh, Nagy the other day came out and said that he pictured, he's like, I don't know why people say that Jordan Howard can't catch the ball. I think Nagy, it's just going to take some time for you to understand that he's not a great pass-catching running back, and I've talked about how... He th- can be used there, though. He's not He's not good, but if you throw on the ball, he's still going to produce. He's just not going to be as efficient as a Le'Veon Bell. Damn it, Jr. J.R. Coleman, 10-10. So uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey at 3-3. I was getting excited. I, I was like, oh my god, two more picks, and I could have Kelsey at 3-5. I would have loved that. That obviously didn't happen. So, so now th- you're going to take Tyreek Hill, right? Oh, no, I'm not taking Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I'm not um, messing with you. <laughs> but I'm torn here, though. I mean, Fitzgerald's there, Amari Cooper, Stephon yep. Diggs. Like, th- this is the tier that you're drafting from. And, man, I don't want to take Fitzgerald because I just feel like he lacks the upside that I want for best ball. So it comes down to Diggs or Cooper. I'm going to go with um, with my guy here. I'm going to take Amari Cooper. I'm not really happy as having him as my wide receiver one. But knowing I have Barkley and McCaffrey as my top two running backs, it feels a little better. Uh, but I do. You know, we talked about in the episode the other day. Oh, no. He did that on purpose. He did this on purpose. <laughs> P-Water M2. You know what? P-Water was in our last draft, too. And he had to be pretty pumped when he picked in between us because he's going to be sniping us all day. So he went with Zach Ertz. That's okay. I still got Stefan Diggs, which is weird. Now I've got uh, three wide receivers here. Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Stefan Diggs. I would have loved Zach Ertz, but P water. But yeah, no, like, like let's seriously talk about like Amari Cooper. It, my issue here is that how do we not see Mar- Amari Cooper walking into 130 plus targets? Like I think he's got 150 target ceiling. I think it's like a minimum 130 because Jordy Nelson, I mean, at the point in his career where he's at, I, he's not seeing any more than, you know, 80 targets. Martavis Bryant is a, is a deep threat and granted he can do a little bit more than that. It's his first year in a new offense though. First year with a quarterback. There's some questions. Amari Cooper is like the legitimate go-to wide receiver in that offense. So yeah. Well, I don't love and he's still so young. Like we have not seen even close to his ceiling. He's got tons of talent. That's exactly how I feel. And I, people have made me feel bad about Amari Cooper and the fact that I like him as much as I do. But, um, but knowing like we talk about this all the time, first thing you should look at with wide receivers is their target potential. And Amari Cooper is locked into a lot of targets. So I think, I think last year was his absolute floor. And obviously it was pretty bad. It was like, you know, wide receiver three territory when he was drafted as a top, I think a top 10 guy last year. Yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, it's oh, dirty Randy took uh, the two rookie running backs I was eyeing, Darius Guy, Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle at four one. Man, um, it feels bad. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. I would have taken him sooner than that. It feels bad because, like, seriously, I've been watching his ADP skyrocket recently in best ball, and it, it sucked because him and Trey Burton were like my automatic picks in every single draft uh, before their ADPs skyrocketed because they were just so cheap. But yeah, um, what do you think about Lashawn McCoy going in the third round there? 
That's really optimistic, right? He's on my do not draft list right now in terms of like, because of where he's going. Like the furthest I've seen him fall in any draft that I've done is the sixth round. And I'm not, I'm not even willing to take him there. Like first off, he's old. Second off, he plays in a really bad offense. And third, he might be suspended. Like there's a chance he might not play. And that just ruins your, your team because you, you, I mean, investing a third round pick in him. Uh, I, I guess it could pay off Tyler, but, um, I, I liked your start to the draft much better than I liked your, uh, your late third round pick there. All right. We've got one more pick until me. I've got Rashad Penny and Aaron Rodgers there. Whichever one's not taken, I will pick if they're both on the board. I don't know which way I'm going. Cause I need a running back, but Aaron Rodgers in the fourth, you guys know me. I think he can win me this league. So I, I think you guys know where I'm going. It's got to be Aaron Rodgers, but I don't want to say it too oh, loud. Oh, Rogers, no, he did it. <laughs> See, I, I knew if I said it, they're like all listening in. Is this live? Oh. Are these people listening? This was the second time that happened. Aaron Rodgers, Zach Ertz. Yeah, that happened. So, right. Bobby. so I took Penny. Yeah. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be too mad because I probably needed to get a running back before too long. But getting Aaron Rodgers, like if this was real life, imagine Aaron Rodgers throwing to Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Stephon Diggs. I would never lose. So are we, are you going to make it a point in a best ball format to lock up Chris Carson? Like if someone out there is listening and they draft Rashad Penny in the fourth round like you just did. I don't care whatsoever. You don't care? Nope. I want the best backup running backs no matter what. And I don't think Chris Carson is one of them. Mm. He's probably number five or six for me. There's been glowing reports out of camp, man. I'm just saying what happens if, for whatever reason, Rashad Penny doesn't start? Then it's... Then I lose. (laughs) But you know what? I think I have a better chance if I had Rashad Penny and Justin Jackson than if I have Rashad Penny and and Chris Carson. Uh, It's fair. I feel like I'm wasting a pick if I have Chris Carson and Rashad Penny because then it's like my upside is limited and in best ball you want upside. Well, the thing is, you're going to have the starting running back no matter what is kind of how I feel about that. And that's yeah. I mean, there, there's there's a value to that. But Chris Carson has been going higher than I've been willing to take him. So that's why I ask. I don't own a whole bunch of Rashad Penny or Chris Carson, if I'm being honest. I, I, I have still have concerns about that offensive line. I have concerns about Schottenheimer as the coordinator. And by the way, with my pick, I actually took Demarius Thomas. I wanted to add yeah. some stability to my wide it's receiver. a good pick. Goal. Yeah. So between Demarius and Amari Cooper, I feel like I have two top 24 receivers. And that's that's fine. I'm looking at your team right now. I'm pulling it up. And um, you've got Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Amari Cooper, Demarius Thomas. That looks like one of my teams, man. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I haven't actually drafted much McCaffrey because A.J. Green typically falls to me. Um, you know, I've, yeah. I've taken some Mike Evans, I think, over Christian McCaffrey. But recently I've been kind of swaying off that with the Jameis Winston suspension. Uh, it's just I, I'm trying to get a little diversity in my on my best ball teams and Barkley is someone that I have a lot of because if I land with picks five through eight, I typically have them on my team. So um, I do have a lot of Saquon Barkley on my teams. I do not have a lot of Amari Cooper, though, because he typically does go in the third round, and usually I'm grabbing like a second running That's back. That's too high. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, I'm getting sniped all over the place. I, w- I had my queue all set up. First time I did my queue because the, you know, the first four rounds, it's just so exciting. I don't want to mm-hmm. waste time building a queue. Brandon Cook gone. Uh, Brandon Cook's gone. Sammy Watkins gone. So tags, you're up. Don't yeah, take my guy. Man. I am. And so here, this is... Uh, I'm going to go with another safe pick, um, and I, I understand that it's not like the ideal scenario where you take too many safe players in best ball, but I have upside in Barkley. McCaffrey is a high floor, high upside. Amari Cooper, high upside. Demarius Thomas, safe. Uh, I'm going to go with Golden Tate here. Golden Tate at least provides me a st- stability, especially in a half PPR, where uh, while Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones battle for targets and, and red zone targets, Golden Tate's role remains the same, and he's finished as a top 20 receiver like every single year while with the yeah. Lions, so there's really just not much risk in it is all. I'm not mad about him being my wide receiver three, especially when I went two running backs to start the draft. 
So I'm doing something kind of funky here. I really would like to get Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry's ADP is 42. Uh, but because we're drafting against the listeners tags, I think there's a chance he falls to me at 66. I don't think Mark Ingram would. So if Derrick Henry falls, he I will take him. Oh, he was just taking right after me. Yeah, I, I was going to say the only reason I was going to say no is because I was looking at the running backs left on the board and it was like it, it got really thin really quick. And Derrick Henry, yeah. even though we don't like love him at, at his price that people are paying in this draft, like when you look at the running backs left on the board, Derek, like I had a I had a question the other day on my timeline and it was someone asking, who do I keep for the upside? Derrick Henry for a ninth or these other players that were involved there. I'm like, well, when you're getting Derrick Henry for a ninth, the upside's there. Like I liked Derrick Henry this year before they signed Deion Lewis. So it's not to say that. Derrick Henry sucks all of a sudden. He doesn't suck. Yeah. Um, but he I just... mean, let's say Deion Lewis was to get hurt. Right. How high would you take Derrick Henry? I'd take him in the early second round. He'd be drafted as a top 12 running back. I think he'd go in the range of someone like Jordan Howard, maybe a little bit higher, uh, just because neither of them are big pass catchers. And I think they fall in that same territory. But but that's the thing that Derrick Henry is being drafted there now, even with Deion Lewis healthy. All right, man. So uh, let's see. I pick next. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just reach for a running back, either Marshawn Lynch or Carrion Johnson. I'm really hoping I get Marshawn Lynch, but again, I'm going to get sniped just because I said that. <laughs> you probably let's are. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. Because it gets ugly after that. Running after backs After that, we're looking thin. at uh, some qu- some big-time question marks, and I guess you could say Marshawn and Carrion are, are question marks, but I think they're pretty safe bets to get a bunch of touches. Yeah. I mean, it's running back got really thin really quick. Um, yep. there's still some wide receivers on the board that I like quarterbacks have not gone anywhere. So the Aaron Rodgers pick looks like it's turning out to be a reach. Uh, I know you would have picked him, but there's Ooh, Jameson Crowder at six, five. Mm-hmm. He was one of the, he was one of the wide receivers that was still on the board. That was, um, he was atop my draft list at that point. All right. So I did get Marshawn Lynch and I wouldn't mind getting carry on. I think he's not going to be there because you picked twice before me, but, um, I've now got three running backs tags. Oh, Pete Water took Carrion Johnson right before you. Yeah. Yes, he did. All right. So uh, between for me, it's between Marlon Mack and Tariq Cohen right now. Having a really tough time here. Uh, I think th- there seems to be a timeshare. Tariq Cohen's going to have a role regardless. I don't have much Cohen. He's been going higher than I've been willing to take him. So I'm going to get my share here on Tariq Cohen and add to my pass-catching running back stable of Barkley, yeah. McCaffrey, and Cohen. That's a little bit high for me, but I understand based on how things are going with the running backs right now. Because if you wait any longer... I mean, you're going to have Isaiah Crowell on your roster. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I, <laughs> I can promise you no matter what. Like if you're looking at this video on YouTube, because we're starting to do some more YouTube videos. So if you guys are listening to this and you're enjoying Bobby's reactions to getting sniped, you're going to be able to see them live. So what they're going to do is they're going to edit it up, chop it up, and you'll be able yeah. to see us as this draft is going on. If you see down my board, like I just scrolled down to where Isaiah Crowell is on my cheat sheet. Uh, his ADP is 88. I have him right next to Matt Breida at 153. Uh, whose yep. ADP is 153. So um, there's a lot of people I would take over Isaiah Crowell. And uh, I didn't know the footballers were into uh, Isaiah That's Crowell. That's not cool, man. We are going to have to fight them. We are. It's going to happen. So it, like, like <laughs> I liked the tweet you had where it was just uh, from uh, Anchorman where they all showed up in their suits and uh, we're going to fight. Just no touching the faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The footballers, man. They had They had great accuracy rankings last year, but they love Isaiah Crowell. So I don't know what their problem is. They have to change their mind before the season, I think, right? <laughs> I would think so. Um, oh, all right, man. so this point, Tom Brady's still on the friggin' board. Uh, quarterbacks have started to come off. We had Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Deshaun Watson come off. So Tom Brady, I'm looking at here. When I'm choosing between Tom Brady and someone like you know Pierre Garçon and Robert Woods, I think I have to go Brady. So, I mean, I have three running backs. I have three receivers. I feel like I can snag my first quarterback here. I'm sure Bobby's going to grab one, so... I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I don't have, again, this is a weird team because I haven't, I don't own many of these guys in best ball. 
Brady usually goes as a second quarterback off the board. I really want Delaney Walker here. I've got one pick until my pick. I'm not going to go. Oh, good. He took Drew Brees. I was certain P. Water was going to snipe me because <laughs> he's been doing it all draft. Uh, so Delaney Walker, I'll grab him at tight end. I still need a quarterback, but I really wouldn't be surprised if I don't grab one until the 11th or 12th round. Then I just get three scrubs and, and take my chances because it, it tends to work out when you do it that way. Yeah, you can do it that way for sure. And best ball, it's like pairing three quarterbacks together. Like when you wait at quarterback, my issue there is like you absolutely must take three quarterbacks because you don't have a a guaranteed producer every week, like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Um, so that's the part I don't like. Now, sometimes I even take three quarterbacks when I do take someone like Tom Brady. Exactly. Uh, just because Because of injuries, you never know when it's going to happen. If if it happens, you've only got one other guy. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, one bye week can just absolutely kill you. It can be the difference between being in the money and being not in the money. Absolutely. And that's the thing is like some people like to say, well, if I lost a week, that's no big deal. It is a big deal in best ball. And that's like, so in best ball is the only time that you need to pay attention to bye weeks because if you draft only two quarterbacks and they're both in the same bye, that can literally destroy your best ball team because it's points over like on the whole season. So it's not like, oh, I lost one week and then I can make up for a win every other week. It's not the way it goes in best ball. So definitely pay attention to, to uh, the bye weeks in, in best ball. Okay. So I've got four picks until my pick and Jimmy Graham, Evan Ingram, Trey Burton are all on the board. If Trey Burton's there, I'm taking him. I'm going to go with my two tight ends and just be done with the position. Hold on a second. Who do you have at running back right now? Rashad Penny, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's not playing Marshawn for four Lynch. weeks. Mm, I'm, I mean, I'm concerned about your running backs. I think I think the running backs will be the death of your team. You'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm going to get – here's my plan, Tags. Since you've already got all your pass-catching running backs, I'm going to grab four or five of them later who are just going to play every single week. One of those guys is going to get a touchdown with 30, 40 yards. I get my 11 points. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, he did not. Trey Burton went the pick before. He, so right before. I didn't even have a contingency plan. <laughs> right before Bobby, you know, and Jordan Reed's gone, too. So the three picks before Bobby went Evan Ingram, Jordan Reed and Trey Burton. This is like magical to sit back and watch Bobby um, lose out on those guys. Sorry, I just yelled in the microphone, everyone. I am guess I'm going with Tevin Coleman, ADP 64. Sitting here in the eighth round, so it's I'm okay with it. I I really would have liked to get my second tight end there though. P. Water better not pick Jimmy Graham. I don't like Jimmy Jimmy Graham, but uh, I need a tight end, and he's the last. You're of... gonna pick Jimmy Graham. Don't do it. I'm tags. picking Jimmy Graham in the eighth round. Yes, I um. Oh yeah. This might be my first share of Jimmy Graham, but he doesn't fall to the eighth round, and he's like. So hold on a second. How many tight ends have come off the board? That's the thing. Like, so I want to say. Let me see. The only ten of them. Yeah, so he's, what, the 11th tight end off the board? He was the 10th. Yeah, his ADP is, like, the 4th. That's that's the thing with him. It's like, I, I don't like Jimmy Graham. I'm not drafting him at his current cost. But when he falls in the 8th round, and, like, he's the last tight end of the tier. Like, legitimately, after him, it's a drop-off for me. Uh, George Kittle, I, I mean, you could can, you could tell me that he's got upside. I get it. But he's far from a sure thing. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. I don't know who I'm going to pick here next. Yeah, this um, is. I, I guess I could use a quarterback. Duke Johnson. I don't want to say it because you're coming up. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I'm guessing Duke Johnson won't be there for you. Uh, and there he goes. Chasing Andy just took uh, Duke Johnson. I didn't think. Chasing Andy's been taking a lot of our guys, by the way. Yeah, I don't think that. I didn't think that he'd fall there. Um, running back, man, it's so thin. Um, and I have my three pass catching running backs, but. I'm going to need to start accumulating depth here before long because the elite players at each position are gone. Like, so, you know, the top wide receivers, you're looking at guys like Cooper Cup at running back, the top players, Giovanni Bernard, something like that. Tight end, as we mentioned, George Kittle. Quarterback still had, there's some, there's still some studs there. Wentz is there, uh, Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck. Those are guys that 
you should be happy with. I mean, you're fine with them as your number one quarterback in best ball. Uh, but running back is where it, it really thinned out really quick. And you're just looking at a bunch of handcuffed running backs, essentially what are left on the board. Let me ask you a question, Tags. How do you think P. Water got his draft.com name? Do you think his name is like Paul Waterman? Do you think that he pees in the water? Or do you think it's like he snipes you so much that it's like someone pees in your bathtub? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Every time I hear you say his name, I just think pee water, like someone peed in water and it's pee water. I'm pretty sure he did it on purpose. We're going to have to ask him. Yeah, we're absolutely going to have to do that. Actually, I'm asking him right now. So pee water, tweet at me. Let me know why it's pee water. So Nick Chubb, I was hoping to land him here. Um, He was dropping uh, and that's just not cool. I don't know. I'll also put that. Um, Man, I am not happy about that pick. I'm... (laughs) <laughs> I was dead set on taking him. I was like, I'm going to get Chubb. And like the the thing is, the more I've looked into Carlos Hyde and, and what he did in 2017, the more I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, the opportunity that he had last year, even though he finished as a top 10 running back, it could have been a lot better. I, I've, I've been, I released a series starting yesterday. It was based on which wide receivers performed better or worse than expected based on where they were targeted on the field. And I, the, the running back article is going to be released tomorrow morning. Uh, and it shows you that Carlos Hyde, was arguably the worst running back in the NFL last year when it came to where his where his touches took place in the field, his receptions, his carries, everything added all together. Mm-hmm. He was one of the worst in the NFL. Tags, I just went with uh, with Kelvin Benjamin. You just went with Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Um, I thought about taking Des Bryant there. I think he makes it to my next pick, though. Yeah, Des is uh, interesting. Like, like I've had some issues. So in the Scott Fishbowl, I actually landed Des Bryant as the 69th wide receiver off the board. Wow, that's really late, man, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Is like I understand like not wanting to draft him like as you know even a top three wide receiver on your team, top four maybe. But once you start getting into that wide receiver 50 range, it's like how do you not consider Des Bryant? Man, David Njoku just went in the ninth round. Yeah, that's pretty high for him. Um, now, granted, some people actually believe he's a top 12 tight end this year. I'm not one of them. Wow, Dirty, Dirty Randy Rand- with a Dirty turn Dirty Randy there. just took my quarterback, man, Andrew Luck. He took two quarterbacks there on the turn. He took Wentz and Luck there at the 9 and 10 turn. That's actually great value, I think, on both those quarterbacks. I think so, too. All right. Um, let's see here. Des Bryant is still there. I've got two more picks to last. If he's not, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, man, I might... I don't like any of the running backs right now. I, maybe I'll reach for Chris Ivory. Corey Clement was taken. Okay, I'm up. Des Bryant is on my team. I've got five wideouts now. Zero quarterbacks, one tight end. <laughs> it's not looking great for Mr. Sylvester going with his... I don't think so, man. I I, I really like the situation I'm in, actually. Ugh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, So, like, the thing is, is, like, the quarterbacks are going... Um, Philip Rivers is still on the board. I'm considering him. If I pair him with Tom Brady, I have two quarterbacks that almost never miss time, which is really good, obviously, because that would take away some risk. Um, Matt Ryan is also there. So there's, there's a couple quarterbacks that I feel like I can go with. Um, man, this is tough. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to add to my wide receiver stable because I don't, I don't know if this player makes it back to me and I'll take a quarterback on the way back. I'm going to go with Marquise Lee here. He's someone that I continually think that he just goes overlooked I mean I I was looking at this and like earlier actually right before we started the show and there is not a single Jags wide receiver who is in the top 50 ranked in the top 50 of of ADP Marquise Lee is like the 51st or 52nd receiver off the board I I think that's a mistake Blake Bortles was a top 12 fantasy quarterback last year he's been like each the last three years even though I don't like Bortles very much I mean these guys see one-on-one cover uh, like he's gonna be see one-on-one coverage all year long I mean, as my fifth wide receiver, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you have to be. So who are you uh, hoping to get in the 
on the turn. So Matt Ryan just went uh, two picks after me. So honestly, if I get Philip Rivers here, I'd be pretty happy with it. And if I don't get Rivers, uh, it's just pretty tough. I don't. I feel like I'd have to go with a tight end um, just to add to my Jimmy. Oh, Rivers just went chasing Andy. Thank you very much. By the way, chasing Andy, like I'm going to go back and look at this draft afterwards because. Yeah, he has his, the best team. His team. Well, he, drafting number one obviously helps, but he's nailed some of his picks. Um, I'm going to actually pull it up right now. Uh, I'll take a break from my team. So his team right now, Cam Newton and Phillip Rivers at quarterback. He's got uh, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Duke Johnson, Naheem Hines at running back. Wide receivers are Mike Evans, Juju, Marvin Jones, Cooper Cup. His tight end is Greg Olson. I, I like his team an awful lot. I do too. I, I like my team more, actually. I think I have the best team. Oh, Jerome Allison went. Figured it was going to happen. Oh, Al- oh, Alex Smith went. No, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Like Geronimo Allison, the 11th round. You guys suck. Wow. This is that's it. I don't know. I would take him in the 11th round if I knew I had to. I should have known. Mike Williams is <sighs> gone. All our guys are going off the board. I'm going to do something that I never thought that I would do. I'm going to go with OJ Howard here. I feel like he presents an up, upside in pick. the 11th round um, just to pair with Jimmy Graham to hope you know get one or two one of those guys to give me a touchdown each like every other week it should work out all right let's hope p water doesn't take my guy because i'm gonna go i'm gonna draft jimmy g man you are that you know what i am we're at the point now where it's kind of a value right like yeah how many quarterbacks have come off the board there's been like at least 15 oh i mean the the best on the board is mariota and then jared goff Dak prescott Derek carr it is ugly. We're we're 17 quarterbacks off the board i think i got uh, jimmy g is the 17th qb Mm -hmm. you want to know what's funny there's a team in the NFL, Bobby, that has three wide receivers being drafted in the top 50. All right. They have a tight end that's being drafted in the top 20, but their quarterback is being drafted outside the top 18. All right. And then you. It's Jared Goff. And then you go. No, no, then no. You, it's then, not. then you go to Jimmy G or, or yeah, to the 49ers. He's being drafted as the ninth quarterback. They don't have a single receiver being drafted in the top 32. I don't like like what does this equate to? Because he doesn't rush And the other quarterback, by the way, was Derek Carr. Oh, it was. Okay. Wow. Yep. All three of his wide receivers are being drafted in the top 50. Uh, Eric Ebron off the board. Man, Ooh. my tight end is uh, is not looking good. I'm going to have to go get Cam Brait before it's too late. So you took Garoppolo. I mean, what if you could do this over again, would you have ta- waited in Garoppolo and taken Ebron last round? No. No? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. It's just a, It's just a tough draft. Some quality drafters in here. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's the thing is like, so when we're doing a, a draft with our listeners, our teams are likely going to look different than, oh, MG, MJG86, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Give him the benefit of the doubt, man. Let's just hope it was auto-draft. He took Crow Yeah, well. we're going to we're gonna attribute that to an auto-draft. Um, we'll actually <laughs> let you redo that pick if you'd like. Um, too bad we can't switch it back. But Bobby, who are you looking to get here? I'm going to get Dak Prescott. Oh, you're going Dak? Yep. Uh, maybe Marcus Mariota. I can't just... Yeah, I'm going Dak. Eh, either one. I mean... Maybe Mariota. I don't know. I'm surprised Mariota's still on the board, honestly. He's been going higher I than too. I've been drafting him. Goff is still on the board. This happened our last draft, though, that we did with uh listeners. Oh, Mariota just went. Okay. That makes my decision easier. Dak Prescott it is. I've got two quarterbacks now. <sighs> and P. Waters on, and, uh, ta- on the board. Tags, who are you going to take now? This is tough. Um, You know, I was going to wait on quarterbacks. I was like, oh, I'll be able to snag some later, but... Now there's only a couple left. I don't think I can wait on, until my way back. I'm going to grab a. Tr- I think you can, man. You can, you could get Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, Ryan Tannehill later. I'm gonna get Trubisky here. I'm just gonna take him okay. because I know that people uh, they, they just want to snipe me. They and I'm not gonna over Jared Goff. By the way, I'm, we're hoping Mitch Trubisky is the next Jared Goff. Right. Well, that's the thing with more rushing because he's he's a better athlete yeah. than Jared Goff is. Um, you know, 
the weapons similar offensive minded coach, but uh, I like Trubisky. Obviously, I usually don't have to draft him in the twelfth, the end of the twelfth round. Uh, but in this league, it's just I don't know. It's it's really it was really tough. I I didn't want to, but at the same time, I have some depth at other positions that I feel good about. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Carryon Johnson's a good pass catcher. Is Theo Riddick going to disappear? That's the, that's the question. That's the reason that I'm I'm unwilling to move Carryon Johnson higher than I have him, and I have him right around the thirtieth running back. He can definitely finish higher based on his skill set and the offense that he plays in. But it's weird, man. Like I, I don't I don't understand how you could have Carryon Johnson, Theo Riddick, and Amir Abdullah coexist on the same team. I just feel like yeah. you're 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 letting one go to waste. So I, I I'm waiting for one of the shoes to drop here because I I feel like the Lions have to make some sort of move. They need to trade Amir Abdullah. Let him free. Yeah, I agree. I, that's that's the one I would like to see let go. And then Theo Riddick would be just kind of like a, you know, a five to seven touch per game guy. I don't think, yeah. I don't think he's going to have massive value anymore. I think that carry on by drafting him in the second round. They said everything that they, it's, they said all you need to know. So who are you taking here, man? Oh, man, it's tough. So Jameis Winston just went, um, man, it's gotten really, really thin, really, really quick. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to grab the player. So I've been talking about, uh, TJ Yeldon an awful lot and, um, knowing our listeners that he's going to be taken before I have two picks in front of me. I shouldn't have even jinxed it. Oh, okay. Whoo. Oh, he made it to me. Ryan Grant wrong. TJ Yeldon is on, I will say 75% of my best ball teams because he's, wow. he's free. And I believe that he should be drafted with guys like Tariq Cohen, uh, Chris Thompson. I think he belongs in that conversation. And the, the thing is, is TJ Yeldon, if something happened to Leonard Fournette, TJ Yeldon immediately walks into RB1 production. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, to- And something's probably going to happen to Leonard Fournette, right? I mean, he's probably the most likely first rounder to get injured. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't want to predict injuries, but Fournette, the, the the ankle injuries have been a deal. They've been a big deal for the last couple of years, so I'm not going to ignore them for sure. I'm going to go Cameron Bright here. It's ugly, feels like a reach, but besides him, there's nobody else I can really trust um, to finish as a top 20 tight end. I think Benjamin Watson is on the border, uh, but I had to get a second tight end before it was too late. Who were your tight ends? So, oh, Delaney Walker and Cameron Braid. Delaney right? Walker and Cameron okay. Braid. That's it. Yeah, that's not a bad combo. I'm, I'm going to get another another guy. Uh, maybe Benjamin Watson, maybe, oh man, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Maybe Jake Butt. Jake Butt. I, um, I'm writing a sleepers article right now that, um, Jake Butt, I, it's, he could be awesome. It's very possible that he, he has the starting tight end job in in Denver. He should. Oh, you don't think, you don't think it's a lock? I think it's a lock. It should be, but the thing is he's essentially a rookie tight end because last year he was dealing with a torn ACL right after, you know, the, uh, the start of the year. So, um, he's basically been out. So they've changed the offense quite a bit. It just depends on how he bounces back, how how quickly he grasps the offense. How do you feel about Tyler Croft as a late round tight end? Because he had seven touchdowns last year. And Tyler Eifert, we're not drafting him until tight end 20 because he just gets injured every year. What are the chances Tyler Croft plays 12 games and has a good season again? I don't, I mean, it's, I'm not going to bet on that. And I don't think Tyler Croft okay. is necessarily good. Uh, I think when it comes to Tyler Croft, the reason he had production is the the schedule allowed it. They had an easy schedule for tight ends. Uh, the offense has been designed to target the tight end in the red zone. Uh, so it was a lot of touchdowns that Tyler Croft had. So, you know, between Eifert and Croft, if you can mold them into one tight end. Yeah, I think you'll, I mean, you'll, at the end of the year, you'll probably have tight end one production. Uh, but I would think that Joe Mixon and uh, John Ross, if they're actually involved in the offense this year, I think that it can somewhat negate some of that uh, upside that they used to come with. Man, when are we going to find out who's starting in Cleveland and who's starting in Baltimore? I just want to know because I want their quarterback. Well, it's Tyrod. Tyrod's starting in Cleveland. Like, that's a no-brainer. How, how long is he going to play, though? Like, am I going to get 
12 games out of him or are you going to get like four? It's a good question and not one that I do not have the answer to. Because <laughs> if he's playing 16 games, Tyrod Taylor's a top 15 quarterback again. Yeah, that's the thing is like he's, he basically is locked into top 15 production. I mean, Josh Gordon, yeah. we haven't really talked about that news. Um, Josh Gordon's going to miss the start of trading camp and it's apparently he's trying to get ahead of some anxiety that he's having. So I don't know if it's him, you know, wanting to do drugs again. I, I don't, I don't know, but um, the team is working with him and, you know, he's got a medical plan and uh, they're supporting him through this. But what if Josh Gordon's not ready at the start of the season? I don't. Oh man. Are you serious? Oh, Bobby Snipes. No, that's not cool. Bobby Snipes. That's not cool. Ward Ryan 47. You are my hero. Back to back times. I was going to take Kenneth Dixon. And then I was like, okay, that's all right. I can take Keelan Cole. Nope. So I'm going Jordan Wilkins here. He's my fifth wider, uh, wider seat. He's my fifth running back. Um, tags you're up next yeah i i see that and um i don't man this is this is tough that sucked uh i'm gonna go with some upside i have i feel like i have plenty of safety so i'm looking for some ceilings now so i'm gonna go with calvin ridley i don't own too much calvin ridley to be honest because he typically goes before the 14th round i have actually been seeing him go around like the 10th round uh in a lot of my drafts the best ball drafts that i've done so i don't end up with him on a lot of my teams but um Again, we're talking about if Julio misses time, like I don't think Julio needs to miss time for Calvin Ridley to have break up like like breakout weeks. Like look at Taylor Gabriel, what he did in this offense for it was a limited yeah. sample size. Sure. But Calvin Ridley's a much better receiver than Taylor Gabriel. And um, if Julio, for whatever reason, misses some time, Calvin Ridley is the go to receiver. Hey, Tags, we'll get back to your next pick here in just a second. But first, I want to talk about another one of our sponsors, YourRules.com. Have you ever wished you could substitute players in fantasy football like a real football coach? For whatever reason you want, player injury, concussion protocol, player ejected, player non-performance, whatever. Now you can with YourRules' new in-game substitution feature. Don't lose your game while the winning combination is on your bench. Have you ever been involved in a tight fantasy football game? You're down a few points. Your number one receiver goes out for a winning catch of 30 yards and he gets mugged. You lose because you get nothing. The real team got something, but your fantasy team did not. Not with yourrules.com. Take control and change your game today. Your rules, your settings, your team. Your rules is fantasy sports your way. Change your game today. Check out yourrules.com or visit them on Facebook to learn how to play the game by your rules. That's www.yourrules.com. All right, Tag, so which way are you going, man? Spencer Ware was just drafted. That's kind of where I was leaning. Um, but man, it, it stinks. So I'm not I'm never a fan of drafting Bilal Paul. However, like it's just some it's free touches. Oh man. <laughs> so Rhino. Wow. Rhino, you bastard. Um <laughs> so you took you took Bilal Powell, and I'm not happy about it because I was pretty much set on that because I thought he would be there, so now he's not, and I'm not happy. Um man, uh I'm gonna go with Doug Martin here just to grab a, a backup running back. I, there's not too many left on the board. I was just thinking about him too, man. Yeah, there's not too many left here that I really am excited about, so I I don't know. I, I did you see? Did you see Matthew Barry and Brad Evans fighting on Kalen Balash? Which side are you on here? Uh, he's a third string running back that didn't start on his college team. Yes, me too, man. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, oh, P. Water took Justin Jackson. I wasn't going to take him this round, but what a jerk! P. Water <laughs> is P. Water is trying to do this on purpose. I think. Oh, P. Water, or he just wants a really good team. Probably. I'm going to feel I, really bad if his his name is like Peter Waterman, like you said, and we're just saying we're calling. Him I think P. it's Water. Paul Waterman. I'm going with Paul Waterman. I'm taking Blake Bortles here. I got my third quarterback. Like I said, he's always a top 12 uh, fantasy quarterback. I don't think he's going to be this year. I've got him 19, 20. 
That's higher than ECR and ADP. So I think I got a nice value there. I've got my three quarterbacks, need another tight end. Then I'm just going to go all running backs and just stick with five wide receivers. Yeah, I you know, I debated Bortles with my last pick. Um, I didn't go with him because I was like, well, Brady and Trubisky, am I okay with those two? I think so. Um, I might snag a third one here at some point, depending on who's there, my next pick. Uh, but they were just going so fast and furious. I felt like loading up. I feel like my wide receivers turned out to be... I don't want to say a strength, but I think they're going to be a lot better than I, I thought when I took Amari Cooper as my number one, because I have a Amari, Demarius, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Marquise Lee, and Calvin Ridley. I feel like there's a there's a good blend of upside and stability mixed in there. I think I've touched down upside with Jimmy Graham and OJ Howard. Obviously, my running backs I'm, I'm okay with. Uh, so I like the way my team's shaping up. It's a different team than usual. Like my construction is a lot different than usual, for sure. Mm-hmm. I need to find my tight end, man. And uh I, I don't know which way to go. I'm probably just going to take them in the last round because I'm thinking about Garrett Selleck as well. I know that George Kittle's the man, but I think I think that Jimmy G could produce two top 20 tight ends, and that's what I'm looking for is a tight end who scores touchdowns here and there. I mean, he's my third tight end. I, I'm looking for three, maybe four best ball games that are used from him. So I'm thinking Garrett Selleck in the 18th round. Now, right now, I need a sixth running back. It's not looking pretty. I guess I, I guess I got to go Elijah McGuire unless he's sniped here otherwise I can go John Kelly I don't think Todd Gurley's gonna get hurt though I might get both of them I'm gonna go Elijah McGuire now we'll see what happens next round. I despise you that is that who you were gonna take he's my last round pick in every single draft like I think there's like a non-zero percent chance that Elijah McGuire is like an RB2 in fantasy this year because he's I mean Bilal Powell's getting older he's not great uh we, we know that the Jets don't want to use him in a workhorse role and Isaiah Crowell's bad so I think Elijah McGuire could turn yeah. out to be a good, like a steal there. Um, I'm actually going to go with uh, another quarterback here. Andy Dalton fell. I know that nobody likes Andy Dalton, but I think <laughs> I, I, I think if you go back and look after his horrendous start last year, he wasn't terrible. Like he really wasn't as bad as people think. And the offense had a really, really down season. I think them rebuilding the offensive line, adding Joe Mixon, adding John Ross as full-time players would be massive. And I think Andy Dalton, I think he's got a top 10 ceiling and nobody's paying attention. Top 10, man. He's finished there before. I mean, You're right. Yeah, I guess he has. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I expect that, but have him as my third quarterback behind that Brady. That was when he had a really good offensive line. They had Andrew Whitworth. They had all these guys on their offensive line. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. They added Cordy Glenn. They drafted Billy Price. I mean, they're starting to rebuild that offensive right. line. They're getting there. Okay. All right. So, who are you uh, chasing with your next pick? Man, it's tough. I mean, so I'm going to give you a freebie here because I'm not going to draft him because I already have Calvin Ridley, but Muhammad Sanu is falling way too far in drafts. I'm just going to say that right now. I know Calvin Ridley's there, but they play different roles. Mohamed Sanu plays the slot for the Falcons. And we've seen what happens when Julio Jones is hurt. Mohamed Sanu, Sanu was, gets a ton Yeah, of he targets. was like a wide receiver one, and I don't know why people don't yeah. like him. The thing is, I have Ridley, so I, I really don't want to take another Falcons receiver. Um, So I'm, I'm just telling you, that's like a freebie. Like, oh, he was just drafted, chasing Andy. Of course. Chasing Andy. He also took my tight end. I, I changed my mind. I was going to go with Gasicki at, at tight end, and uh, now he's gone. So... I don't know, man. I'm looking at Chris Godwin, John Ross. Um, it looks like Ryan Grant was taken. I missed that one. I would have been mad. <laughs> oh, man. Albert Wilson. Ryan. Okay. I, I'm so done with this draft. <laughs> like, my 17th and 8th round, 18th round picks, I never have to put any thought into because they're always there. And now they're not. So I'm man, just... I really want to pick, like, 20 players instead oh, of 18. God, I need so some, some more depth. I am so mad right now. This Chris is... Godwin, gone by Rhino. Oh, my God. Um, man, I don't, I hate this draft. <laughs> I really got to the point where I was just like, I was dead set. I, oh God, um, 
I'm gonna go Corey Coleman. I yeah. Are you serious? If Josh is he Gordon, gonna be? Is he gonna make the roster? Oh, he's making the roster. That's I'm that's it. No, no. And honestly, he might be starting. Oh, P water. No, dude. Stop it. <laughs> oh, what a jerk. Okay. Uh, I have to do it. I have no other choice but to take Kevin White now. <laughs> Isn't it going to be so funny if Kevin White, like, finally has this huge, healthy season? Oh, my God. I, and I, like, um, have to take him just, you know, last worst case scenario, I get Kevin White, and then he has this big season. That, I will be I will be <laughs> subtweeting P-Water all season if that happens. Oh, my God. That's 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 like that's that's the greatest part of the draft right there. Corey Coleman, John Ross, Kevin White. Like we are we've hit a rock bottom. That's basically <laughs> that's where we're at. Um, I didn't. So let me be clear. Corey Coleman is not someone I've ever drafted to my best ball teams. And it was kind of like a sporadic thing. I just went to the next guy on my list and he was there. And the reason that made me go to him was because with, with Josh Gordon dealing with some of this stuff and if there is a setback or whatever happens, Corey Coleman you know, he, he was a first round pick for a reason, guys. People compared him to Steve Smith and he flashed a little bit with some bad quarterbacks. So Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, like I got Corey Coleman for free in a dynasty draft yeah. the other day. And like, so I, I'm just saying like, don't right off the kid just yet. And if he, and if the Browns didn't want him, they would trade him because he has trade value. Believe me, he does. Um, they're not going to cut him. He might actually, he's going to be starting. I keep scrolling up and down this list, man, looking for a better tight end. Like, oh, maybe I missed someone. Yep. No, I didn't. There's just nobody left. It's pretty um, ugly. So Tags, if you were mean, you needed a tight end. Who do you take? Gerald Everett, Jake Butt. I kind of do need a tight end, so Tyler I'm not talking Croft. to you. Okay. I'm not well, talking to you about this. Uh, man, Garrett Selleck, Dallas Goddard. Imagine if Zach Hurts got hurt. Yeah, that's that's well, that's one of the things that you do is just like you anticipate for that stuff. And like it, Goddard would walk into... You know. Like what did Trey Burton do last year? What were what were his final stats? He was really good when he was asked to play. There was only two games where Ertz missed, but in yeah. Those, but in when the, he didn't play, is there any use in having Goddard? Um, no. I mean, not not if Ertz is on the field, Goddard is not going to produce. Like, all right, I'm going. I'm going Steven Anderson then. Steven Anderson. All right. Um, no, nope. I changed my mind. I'm not. No, I have 11 seconds. This is going to get okay. <laughs> I hate this. This is the part of the fast timers where you just don't feel great about anything. Gerald just, Everett. <gasps> that's is that who you're going to take? That, I swear that's who I was going to take. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know. Um, P-Water it, just took Sam Bradford. He just won the draft. Instead of going with a tight end that I don't like, um, I'm just going to go with John Kelly here and, and pack on a, another running back. I only nice, have five man. running backs in my roster. And I find it really weird that so Ezekiel Elliott. Is ranked number. He's the number three player. His handcuffs not being drafted until eighty one. Uh, the eighty first running back, John Kelly, is the is the backup to Todd Gurley, but he's not being drafted at all. Like John Kelly's not being drafted, which is just odd to me. I don't get yeah. it. Oh man, I don't know how I feel about my team. My wide receivers are brilliant. Uh, my running backs are suspect. <laughs> my tight ends are suspect. My quarterbacks, I actually like them all right. Uh, I waited a really long time, but I got three of them that I trust. I think they'll be above the average at the at the in the league i'm really curious to see how this draft plays out because it's so different than my usual constructed teams um but i don't mind it to be honest with you i, I just feel like there's a good blend on this team um and maybe it's just because it's something different than what i've been looking at for all the drafts i've done yeah yeah because my percentages are are definitely higher on a lot of players than others and in this draft i just ended up with a lot of players i don't usually have so why don't you read us your team here 
All right, so my team uh, quarterback uh, Tom Brady, Mitch Trubisky, and Andy Dalton. So my I'm 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 obviously okay with them. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Tariq Cohen, T.J. Yeldon, Doug Martin, and John Kelly at running back. That's not very much depth, man. I thought your running backs were awesome, but that makes me a little nervous for yeah, you. Yeah, I kind of ignored the position for a while after I got yeah. Barkley, McCaffrey, and then I took Cohen. I think it was in what the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely ignored the position after I went a little top heavy, just because I felt like I needed to snag some wide receivers. Because uh, my wide receivers are. Cooper, Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Marquise Lee, Calvin Ridley, and Corey Coleman. Uh, and then my tight ends are Jimmy Graham and OJ Howard. So I, I don't mind this team at all. Like I'm not in love with Graham as my top tight end. I wish it would have been Burton and OJ Howard, uh, but it is what it is. And um, it's half PPR, so it's not as important, you know, as like a, a PPR format where I don't think, I think Jimmy Graham is like one of the most overvalued players in PPR yeah. leagues. I'll tell you what, man, um, this doesn't count, by the way, towards my winning streak because we didn't clarify it before. I'm projected to finish in last place. Uh, Chasing Andy is in first. Tags, you got uh, second place. Ward Ryan got third. So the two people that were sniping us, Chasing Andy and Ward Ryan, actually, P. Water's right up there as well. Um, But here's my team. You guys let us know what you think on Twitter, at BobbyFantasyPro, at Mike Taglier NFL. Quarterback Jimmy G, Dak Prescott, Blake Bortles. Running back, Rashad Penny, Mark Ingram, Marshawn Lynch, Tevin Coleman, Jordan Wilkins, Elijah McGuire. I think I cleaned that up all right. It was really ugly at first, but I think it's all right. Wide receiver, though, this is what's going to win me the league. Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Stephon Diggs, Kelvin Benjamin, Des Bryant, Kevin White. Tight end, Delaney Walker, Cameron Bray, Gerald Everett. Let's just hope that uh, they're not the worst in the league at that that position. (laughs) That's pretty rough. Yeah, no, definitely. That's like the, that's the weak point. But Delaney Walker is going to be stable enough. Uh, your running backs. I think it's all going to come down to Mark Ingram. And does he return as the same? Exactly. Player? I think yeah. that's what it comes uh, down to. I mean, he'll be an RB one when he comes back. Why wouldn't he be? <sighs> I mean, there's there's some concern in the fact that uh, Sean Payton has lost patience with Mark Ingram uh, yeah. over the years. And I think we've seen that, you know, him being benched a few times, uh, losing carries in the goal line. But they, I really don't know. I don't think Terrence West is the person that's going to take it away from him. So I think Ingram's going to be fine. I just think that there's going to be some natural regression. So I think he'll be a fine RB2 week to week uh, for sure. He's in a good offense and he's going to have RB1 week. So I don't think it's going to be bad at all. It's just getting through those first four weeks with you. All right, man. Well, that's all for today's show. Thanks again to the sponsors of today's show, yourrules.com, where you can play fantasy football your way, pass interference points, uh, in-game substitutions, and also Lisa mattresses, where you can go to lisa.com slash fantasy pros and get $160 off your mattress order. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com. Thank you to everyone who drafted with us. It was a lot of fun, except for the people who sniped us. That was not <laughs> fun. And no thank you for drafting with us. You're not invited back next time. Tags, this was a blast, man. It was so much fun. And uh, again, thank you guys for participating. And uh, ho- maybe we'll do another one of these before the year ends because a lot of people seem to like the episode that we did before. Hopefully you guys like this one. Let us know on Twitter. Again, at Bobby Fantasy Pro and at Mike Taglier NFL. All right. From Mike Taglier, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve